Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Knitting Nerdcast. This is your host, Hannah Baker. So we've been on a stay-at-home order for several weeks now, and I've been using some of my time to watch the birds in my yard. I don't know much about birds at all, but I know there are a lot of people who are really into birds. My roommate, Erin, happens to be one of those people. She is an ornithologist, a.k.a. a bird nerd, at her day job, so I thought it would be interesting to sit down with her and nerd out about some of the ways knitters and crocheters have used their crafts to help or interact with birds. Many yarn crafters are interested in birds, as you can see with a quick search on Ravelry, which is proof of something I love about this community. Knitters are many things, not just knitters. We have this one interest in common, and simultaneously, we each contribute our own sets of interests and bring those into our craft in unique ways. The conversation you're about to hear happened on a Saturday night at our house on the floor of the craft room, where some of my yarn stash and Aaron's bird prints coexist. Oh, one more thing to note here is that Aaron's and my voices sound very similar, so my apologies for that confusion. You'll know she's the one talking when smart bird stuff is mentioned. And here we go. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me stop you real quick. Can you um, let the listeners know your name and what you do? Oh, yes, of course. (laughs) I'm Erin Strasser. I'm an avian ecologist. I work for a nonprofit organization called Bird Conservancy of the Rockies. We're based out of... Colorado. We have chickens in the house. You have chickens. Um, and uh, we've never put sweaters on them, knitted sweaters. Um, but I found, I wanted to show you this and oh, see what you it. think. I found this website that says nine oh, reasons your chicken should not wear a sweater. <laughs> this is on wideopenpets.com. First off, they'd probably get filthy. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think some of the points are? Would you say? I mean, well, birds do a really good job of maintaining clean feathers. They spend a huge amount of time preening their feathers. They have a little oil gland Mm -hmm. right at the base of their tail called the uropigial gland. Yeah. And so if you ever notice a bird, um, they'll kind of turn around and dip their beak down Mm -hmm. at the base of their tail, and then they'll move around and start preening their feathers. So So they can't do that with a sweater on. They can't do that with a sweater on. says the sweaters might make your chicken colder. Yeah, so, you know, birds fluff up their feathers mm-hmm. in order to trap air and, and keep warm, so. Yeah. She's right, people. Yeah. Cute, but not great. <laughs> Sweaters, however, are great for chihuahuas. Yeah. <laughs> people. <laughs> No. I thought this was really funny because we were talking about it's chicken sweaters and then I looked it up and this is the first thing that came up. Wow. And I was like, I bet. Yeah. Doesn't let them dust bathe. Right, right. Just because so, it's cute doesn't mean you should yeah, do it. So, folks, if you have chickens and you have knit sweaters for them, it's okay to take a photo, but don't leave them in there all night because they're going to get cold and dirty and you're going to have to mm-hmm. deal with a problem later. Do you remember? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and don't use a crochet hook on a wild bird. Oh, yeah. Don't for any reason. Yeah. This is, this is, that's for we have special permits for this. <laughs> we're trying to, you have to be trained yes takes a lot of work i'm actually bird school yeah i'm so good now i'm i have very dexterous fingers i don't even have to use the crochet hook when i put transfer do you think that you would maybe be able to learn how to crochet quickly from that or like yes except for i don't think i have the attention span to crochet it's too repetitive for me but she has the attention span to keep 
a seven year long list of bird species that she sees in the backyard in the kitchen, which I love. Or yes, yes, we do have a, a backyard bird list. Yes. It's, Fantastic. it's a good, it's a really good backyard bird list. It's, and it gets longer all the time. Uh-huh. I know it ran out of space. Do you remember the, um, when the oil spill, some, one of the oil mm. spills happened mm-hmm. and it got on all these penguins and then people were like knitting sweaters for penguins. Did you ever see that? Yeah. I found this. Well, video. that was actually, so that, that, you know, they're a little bit different. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How are they different than the chickens? Well, their feather structure is very, very really? different. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I have a lot more, they, because they spend so much time in the water too, they have a lot more oh, fat okay. to keep them insulated. Okay. That really so cute. this one is not, that's not a penguin. That's a fake That's penguin. a fake penguin. So some of, so disclaimer, some of the imagery around the penguin sweaters is like beanie baby penguins in sweaters, <laughs> but some of it, some Girl of them was. are, um, real birds and I, and, um, I'll put the video up on the, um, show notes, but. Apparently that helped the penguins. Okay, so it's their their feather structure. What's the difference? Yeah, they've got they're they're different in a lot of ways, but feather structure they have a lot more fat. Um, yeah. Okay, good to know. Good to know. But okay. I'm sure that you know they were probably putting those on. They're putting those on after the oil spill because and after they, they clean them yeah. and yeah mm-hmm. because yeah because it messed up their yeah it messed up their feathers poor guys yeah so I was kind of curious to see if Ravelry the pattern database would have sweaters for penguins and they totally do so like the people that like started this the philip island penguin foundation put up a pattern for free so people could make the pattern and send it to them so they could put the little pankies in there that's a real penguin and that is they're called little penguins those they're adorable and then the smallest but because if you search penguin sweater on ravelry you just you get like pages you just get like oh, okay you've got two pages of like intarsia penguins oh there's a cute oh. little penguins into sweaters it's a well, lot of kids sweaters, i want to so. see like some realistic looking okay well penguins on sweaters because realistic- oh they won't i mean it's hard to do that because you have to use so many different colors to get all the yeah, different shades and stuff it. no 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 it's not even the colors it's just mm. the shape it's just everything about it. it's just <laughs> and the, so then i got curious about like knitted birds Mm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um bird patterns um in general from penguins yes oh wait did i yeah so if you search bird on ravelry i clicked it it's like hot right now is like what's popular right now on the first page so hot there's like one of the top ones is this north american birds pattern and I oh, love this because wow. it's actually so I have the search setting on knitting and crochet so it can search all of it. But this is knitting, and it's kind of interesting mm. because crochet kind of lends itself more to three dimensional type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is knitted, and I think it's super cool. Can you tell like what these birds are? What are they? What are the birds? All right, there's a bald eagle, bald eagle? eastern bluebird, okay, pileated woodpecker, okay. There's a American goldfinch, okay, northern cardinal. Mm-hmm. Blue Jay. Oh. Yeah, those are really cool. You know, actually, that's funny. We, um, our education program um, has banding stations. Uh, we'll do banding demonstrations sometimes if we don't actually have birds or we're indoors. And we'll use little knit birds and pretend to put the bands on them and, and show how they get captured in the nets. That's amazing. I mean, who, who knits them? 
we've probably gotten them from a volunteer. Really? Um, yeah, volunteers will donate like the the bags that we use to to hold the birds um, while we're processing the other birds. Mm-hmm. Um, volunteers make those. So if anybody wants to volunteer and make some, that's awesome. You know, accurate knit birds that we can use and donate to the Bird Conservancy of the oh, Rockies Rockies. or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think play ones near people wherever they might be. I mean, there's yeah. gotta be other ones in the yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Sweet dude. Yeah. That's very cute. I think that's really adorable. It's, it's a really good pattern. And actually I bet I could find that on Ravelry because it's probably up on the Ravelry, the something cumber quack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look that up and link to it. Cumberquack. Um Yeah, so I think that's really cool. Like given that there are Actually, let me go back. So we were looking, the North American birds that we were looking at were from Viv's Knit. So I'll link to that too, because those are very cool. Good job, Viv. Um, the bird patterns that are on Ravelry. So you get like a range of things. You get actual mm-hmm. birds. Mm-hmm. You get things inspired by birds, like right? Peacock, that, oh. You get color work. Um, you get like these owls in oh, this sweater. Wow. That's a super popular pattern. Um, and then, you know, another actual bird and a wow. oh a headwig oh that's fun that's neat and if you go keep going wow look so, at that curlew hat a curlew a hat curlew? <laughs> long billed curlews <laughs> um there's actually they're they're such a cool grassland bird they're like a big shorebird they've got this very long beak um it's about that long but anyways a long billed curlew is a a grassland bird that that's a shorebird um they uh yeah, they're really cool. That's neat. Mm-hmm. So if you see at the bottom here, there's 107 pages worth of patterns that come up when you search the word bird. So I don't know, you know, they don't necessarily all, they're not all going to have birds in them. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's really cool that uh, I think that a lot of yarn crafters are also into birds. I mean, how can you not be inspired? Put a bird on birds, it, you yeah. know? Yeah. There's so many different kinds and... yeah. Um, I'm, I can't even like what you can differentiate obviously between like all of the birds mm-hmm. ever by the smallest thing. And I'm just like, Oh, that's a bird. Like that's <laughs> uh, cause I have no, but on the flip side, I'm like, if I see a sweater or something in like, uh, if I see a sweater, if I see a knitted sweater <laughs> um, and I can see what the stitch pattern is like, I go, Oh my God, that's like, okay, that's a really interesting construction and da 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 da. So we're both nerds. We're just like super nerds in our fields. Uh-huh. It's kind of neat. Yeah. It's interesting though. There's some similarity between the two because, uh, you know, they're, they both, both watching birds and knitting or observing <laughs> other knit things it involves a lot of focus. And yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And like attention to detail. Yeah. And like practice, you know, mm-hmm. like identifying birds would take a lot of practice mm-hmm. for you to like get to the point where yeah yeah it doesn't just come like that yeah do you ever um so like if you're watching a tv show or a movie mm-hmm. um you can you can identify what bird you know is in the background right yeah yeah if yes. there are bird sounds and stuff oh my gosh i'm gonna go on a tirade though yes let's do it because um and I'm not the only ornithologist that feels this way, but it's probably a subreddit. Oh, oh, I'm sure there is. Um, you know, it's pretty common to hear a bird in a completely incorrect setting, like, 
any rainforest, you're going to hear a kookaburra and, you know, kookaburras live in Australia. Red tail hawk, that like classic hawk sound, mm-hmm. they always show or they always have that when it's like an opening scene, mm-hmm. it, any open habitat or it could be in like, you know, Australia, though, where there aren't red tail hawks or they'll make that sound and an eagle's flying around. One of my more recent frustrations has been on the new season of Ozark. Okay. Love the show. Yes. But they have a grasshopper sparrow singing (laughs) almost constantly. And a lot of times it's in, you know, habitat that kind of makes sense. But um, other times they'll be in a forested area. Mm-hmm. And there's grasshopper sparrows. And I'm like, grasshopper sparrows are a grassland bird. Like, get it right. Uh, didn't, like, didn't really? They, didn't nobody they did have, the research? Didn't they have a bird consultant? They should don't just bird put consultant. a bird sound in there and don't check it. Yeah. How much money gets spent on those shows? Oh, dude. Like, like and they really don't <laughs> do the research? It's pretty frustrating. I completely understand. I'm that way with knitting and stuff. If... Like, I've seen things, and we've, I've, like, written about this, like, for the Interweave blog and stuff, um, but you see, you see in pop culture, like, some knitted thing, and, like, an actor or something is, like, pretending like they're knitting, and they're holding it wrong, or, like, the needles are just stuck into it, and you have to pretend like they're, it's, like, so funny, and it's, like, where is the knitting consultant here? Where is the bird consultant? (laughs) Or even just like um, assistant, could you do some basic just do googling? Some basic googling. I wonder. So, okay, so the birds, those birds aren't found in a forested area. So basic. So there's no way that when filming they would have like heard that bird and then tried to replicate it. They just like plunked in a sound uh. of a bird. Or what do you? Because th- I know that like Ozark is supposed to take place in. Missouri. Missouri. Or it takes place in Missouri, yeah. but they film it, I think, in Georgia or something. Oh, okay. Um, so they don't film it in Missouri. So yeah. I guess I was just curious if, like, is it a bird that's in Georgia but yeah. not Missouri? Yeah. Um, like, open grassland patches in mm. forested areas you can find mm. um, in the eastern U.S. Grassland birds will inhabit those areas. But, um, you, you know, I think usually they... I mean, they're not recording the bird songs that they're hearing when they're right. there. Right. They get those from somewhere. I'm not. I'm not sure where. There's like a really. There's, there's a, probably a database. Oh yeah, there's a great. There's a um, the Macaulay Library at Cornell Lab of Ornithology. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you can download basically any bird or um, amphibian sound on this website called Zeno Canto. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty. Do you cool. have to be like. A paying no, it's free. No, it's free. Free access for people. Yeah, people cool. upload. Out, yeah. Yeah, you want to, you hear bird, you want to try to figure out what it is, you can. That's awesome. Listen to 300 different bird songs and never figure it out. There needs to be, that may, that's amazing. Uh, Never figure it out. Uh, Go to bird school. Um, I wish that there were like a magic app where you could take a picture of a knitted stitch pattern and, Mm. and Mm. plug it in and it would tell you what it is. That shouldn't be that hard. To make that app, woo-wee. I mean, I wouldn't make, couldn't make the yeah. app, but I'm saying like the algorithm, out the algorithm to identify and, that shouldn't yeah. be that hard, right? I mean, it would depend on like picture quality and, yeah. but it would probably take witchcraft or wizardry. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second, nerds. We're going to take a quick break. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, I've got some questions for you about birds. Um, as f- someone who, like I've said, and you know, like I know nothing about birds. I can't retain the information because <laughs> my brain's filled with um, Backstreet Boys lyrics um, from when I was 12. <laughs> so um, <laughs> something con- kind of controversial in the knitting world um, is about leaving yarn clippings um, because so you've seen me work on knitting projects and stuff like that. And like at the end, there's like you have to weave in your ends, which is like the tails and stuff and you have to hide them. You can't just cut them or like knot them. You have to incorporate them into the knitting in this like um, way that you that you don't see it and also it's like gonna stay there um, and so then you end up with since you're like snipping a bunch you for any product you end up with a bunch of little pieces of mm-hmm. yarn and I heard somewhere that you that like encouraging people to like take them outside and like the birds can put them in their nests but then later I heard that that's not good for the birds for some reason do you do you have an opinion about that? Or, like, could you advise people, like, one way or the other? Um, well, certainly if you're leaving, like, really long pieces okay. um, or tangled pieces, mm-hmm. that could be dangerous if it gets woven into the nest and could possibly entangle the nestling. Okay. Um, but, yeah, there are certain birds, like Orioles, that'll weave these really beautiful hanging basket Ooh. nests. Um, and they will use... You know, fibers, found fibers, natural fibers. Do you think, do you think, I think maybe what I heard was that um, they might confuse it with a worm oh. and eat it. Do you think that a bird would do that? Um, or a baby or something? No. No? I don't think that would actually happen. That No, I mean, they're if actually. you are concerned about I'm it. I'm not. They're, you know. I'm always surprised at how intuitive. Mm-hmm. Animals are about what to about eat. what is food. And yeah, what isn't. So like even, the dogs. Yeah, yeah. The, well, the chickens even <laughs> the like chickens in particular. Yeah, because you watch them and they they walk around and they look at everything and there are things that you would think that they would go after and they don't. Um, so I think they're able to distinguish yeah, that's that. Really I mean, I'm, there's you, certainly there could be cases of that. Happening. Do you think? Yeah, sure. Do you think that um, what type of fiber it is matters? Mm-hmm. Like, should it be wool? Should it be cotton or linen should it be right. like acrylic i don't know like is, well, is just putting acrylic yarn out there for them just making it riskier or well acrylic is plastic yeah essentially so you don't so want to okay. you shouldn't do that okay yeah okay yeah just like just in case mm-hmm. but if they're gonna like swallow some wool would that be like the worst thing in the world <laughs> i bet they i Depending on how long it is. I am not advocating for people to do this. I'm just curious. I just want to say, I'm not telling everybody to do this. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to hear from no, I've, a bird nerd. I, we leave dog fur outside for the... We leave dog... We do stuff. leave dog fur outside. Mm-hmm. They don't look... Dog fur doesn't look like worms, though. No, it doesn't. I, I don't know. Yeah. If somebody If somebody out there knows and has seen a bird, like, eat a piece of yarn, I would love to know. Yeah anecdotally if this is a thing i don't think they would though they know what they're doing they're smarter yeah. than we give them credit yeah but 
They are, I mean, they are dinosaurs. They've been around since dinosaur mm-hmm. times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should go, tr- we should trim some. We should try it yarn. on. We should try it on the chickens tomorrow and see what they <gasps> See what the chickens are <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay, we'll report back. Yeah. I bet they'll look at it like, huh. And then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Do you know, um, have you seen like yarn bombs? You know what that is? Like when people like knit or crochet like these really big pieces of fabric and they and they fit them around like trees yeah. or public you know bike racks uh-huh. public things buildings whatever yes do you have any do you think that those uh disrupt bird activity in any sort of way um no okay no okay. i don't think that, no <laughs> that's the least of their concerns oh okay yeah so like the big threats to birds in urban areas are Cats. Um, that's okay. the leading cause of okay. of bird death in these areas where that humans inhabit, um, and then that's followed by like window collisions. Oh man! So I know actually there's <gasps> so, a creative way that you maybe could use yarn. I was just gonna say you could yarn bomb your own window. Yeah. Well, people hang. <laughs> there's like d- there's designs Same online birds. where they hang lines of it's paracord. Um, What's you know, which paracord? Is, uh, that um you know kind of stronger rope that's covered with nylon okay okay that's woven sure very usually Mm -hmm. you know any color possible anyways and you can hang these lines vertical lines on the outside of your windows that um the birds can then see cool and they won't fly into your that's awesome yeah Yeah. you could could do that with yarn on the inside of your window maybe Uh uh-huh i don't know or you do an eye. No, board. you have to do it you outside. Could, you have, you to, have do it to do it outside. Yeah, because otherwise, it's the ref- the window reflects. Oh, true, true, true. The trees, the sky. I'm thinking. I think you could make a knit an eye cord, which you probably don't know what that is since no. you don't knit. Aaron doesn't knit. That's I don't. okay. Um, but eye cord basically is like where you're you are knitting a cord. Um, so instead of like knitting back and forth, it's you're basically knitting in the round. I want, yeah, you're knitting in the round, but it's in this like unique kind of way, and you just make this little four stitch cord that's. You could do something really cool with that. That yeah. would look neat from like the use interesting your house. colors yeah. and stuff. Like make it decorative. That's kind of neat. Yeah, good to know. Because otherwise, people will put. You know, you can get decals to put on the mm-hmm. windows. Um, but yeah, I love. But it. it's the reflection. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, cool. I have um, at the office, which I haven't been to in six weeks now. Um, because we're all, we're still on the stay at home order, um, in Colorado because of the world, because of things that are going on in the world. Um, I have this, and so I wasn't able to get it to show you, but I have this yarn Mm -hmm. on the shelf at my desk and, um, one of my coworkers left it in our kitchen, which is like, <laughs> there's this like free table in the kitchen at the office. It's like, if you don't want something anymore or, um, oh, I know or there's actually, yeah, 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 there's extra stuff that, you know, people have left over the years. Coupons. And we, yeah. <laughs> coupons. Yeah. Coupon books for sure. Um, but we like stumble on stuff, but where people will bring in for us, it's like, we'll take yarn from the office and then three months later, we'll bring it back or whatever. Anyway, one day, um, there was some, some, hand spun yarn on the table and my coworker told me about it before I saw it because it had feathers in it mm-hmm. like spun into the yarn and I was like I have to see this so I went and I went and looked at it and I selfishly held on to it um because I just thought it was so unique 
Um, and I don't think I'm ever going to knit anything with it um, just because I don't, I'm not like a feather fashion person. Like that's, I'm sure that some people are, but like, it's not what really my it thing. Like? It just, so the, the yarn itself is spun with, I think it's, it's wool, you know, it's sheep's wool, mm-hmm. but then occasionally there's like a little bird feather, that like spun out. into it that like sticks out. So oh. when you look at the, I think there's two balls of it. Um, and when you, so when you look at it, it's like this light gray wool and then you have just like some darker feathers just like coming out in spots. It's like really funny. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but it's pretty cool. It's actually, I think it's a really nice decorative piece on its own. Hmm. Feathers can be a little <sighs> pokey. Sure. They're yeah. they're. I think that those ones are pretty soft, but you'd also have to be really careful about making sure they're on the right side of the knitting mm. and all this stuff. But I think it's just like a really pretty art piece. Feathers are gorgeous. Man, it's like, it's kind of bonkers to me, like, how, like, we kind of start talking about this stuff, and there's, like, so many ways that these, like, worlds, like, cross. Like, we didn't even, we haven't even talked about, like, it wasn't just knitting. It's, like, knitting and crochet and, like, beading you brought up and, like, weaving and all this stuff. Like, what are other ways that, like, being in, being into knitting and fiber and, and stuff like that is, is similar to being a bird nerd? Um... Well, like I said a little bit ago, like they're both really methodical, require right. that attention mm-hmm. to detail, um, hand-eye coordination. <laughs> you know, when with with birding, um, whether you're doing it for fun or to study them, um, you know, to get your binoculars on a bird that you see it requires some good hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. knitting requires good hand-eye coordination, right? Yeah, I feel like there are different types of hand-eye coordination, too. Like, mm-hmm. you're kind of exercising different, different, uh... Sides of the brain? I... Or something. I don't know. Like, it's 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 different. I mean, because I feel like when you're, if you got to, like, catch a bird with your binoculars, like, look at, you got to yeah. be really quick. And, like, sometimes with knitting, you have to, like, slow the F down to, like, make sure that you're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. you know? and like Not look... getting ahead of yourself. yeah. Yeah, especially if you, like, are making a boo-boo. But, yeah, yeah, the attention to detail is really important. Um, you know, knitting is, like, a is a creative craft, but it's also, like, there's a lot of math involved and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it does help if you can, like, think analytically about it in certain instances, especially if you write knitting patterns, you know, yeah. design stuff. Of course. I mean, yeah, and being a bird scientist or any scientist, for that matter, requires that an- analytical thinking mm-hmm. as well, too. Numbers... Yeah. Everybody else uses math in their life right. somehow. Yeah. In some way or another. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I just thought of is like, especially right now where, you know, m- many people are having to stay at home and we're not able to, you know, do regular stuff that we're used to doing. Um, and as a way from getting away from screens, I think like knitting or crocheting or just crafting in general is a really, really good way. Um, a lot of people are, I think, learning crafts right now because that's like, they've got time on their hands too. And like bird watching right now is probably, I wonder if like, is that, is it? Well, yeah, it's it even before coronavirus mm-hmm. that it's, you know, it was kind of becoming a thing mm-hmm. because of the uh, similarities with just kind of general mindfulness right, practice. Right, totally. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's being aware of your surroundings. It's, it's taking in both everything visually, but also 
acoustically with your ears. I mean, most, um, most of the time when you're, when you're trying to find birds, you're doing it with your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. but you know, you can bird watch in your own backyard, even while you're knitting for that matter, by Whoa. putting, you know, a, a bird feeder up if you have a yard, oh, um, that's smart. you know, even yeah. like a common space, like you have to make sure that you have, uh, um, you know, a space that has habitat that the birds will want to use. Mm-hmm. There needs to be good um, cover. So they need some oh, kind of bushes or yeah. trees. Um, they love a water source. Right. Um, I love watching birds come to the mm-hmm. bird feeder because, you know, water is actually harder to come by in some cases than, than food. So, mm. um, yeah, you know, just make, if you, you can put a little dish water outside, just make sure it's not too deep. Um, oh, but you have okay. to have the right kind of habitat. Sure, sure, sure. Um, oh, another thing you could do, though, is, mm-hmm. especially this time of year, mm-hmm. you can watch nest cams. Oh. So there you, you go. can watch, like, bald eagles on the nest, great blue herons, ospreys, kestrels. You can sit there and knit and watch yeah. mama birds sitting on her eggs or That's feeding really nice. her chicks. Yeah. Okay. We'll put yeah. up a link to yeah. something like that in the show notes as well for people. Considering, I think that there's probably a decent amount of bird nerds that also knit and crochet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, if if somebody wants to get started bird watching, what's like the really, really, really basic first things that they need to do to start to 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 get started? Yeah. So, um, there's a really cool app. That oh. um, there's several apps, but one that I recommend it's called Merlin. It's from the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, and you can download uh, packets, bird packets oh, cool. of species for whatever region you're in um, or country you're in, and um, it'll give you images of the birds, um, like range maps, um, descriptions, and then also some cool. of the calls and songs too. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it's really great to have that as, as a resource. But, um, you know, what's really important is that you just, you have to be patient. You have to mm-hmm. go out and watch birds. Mm-hmm. Get some um, binoculars. You need to get binoculars and, you know, they can be expensive. There's a really, there's a range of, mm-hmm. of types and, and qualities. You can get some more inexpensive ones and it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's something that you think eventually you want to spend more money on, you can. But even just like the simplest mm-hmm. binoculars will, just to will get make started. the experience so much better. Right, yeah, because, right. you know, a lot of times it it just looks like a little bird up in the tree, but you put binoculars on it and suddenly it's yeah. bright yellow. Right. I have a really hard time spotting birds in trees. Like mm-hmm. when you and I go on, um, take the dogs on a walk and you're like, look at that tree. It's a da 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 And I'm like looking for like, at least I'm like, where the hell is this bird that you're seeing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Actually, I just hear it. But I think maybe since... Um, we're both moving here soon and we're not going to have that space back there and I'm not going to have my bird nerd to identify the birds. I might need to get a pair of binoculars Mm -hmm. for myself Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have to, because I'm not going to just, I won't be able to rely on you for all the bird knowledge. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, oh. Binoculars are awesome for everything, actually. I I bring them to my neighbors. Yeah. Yo, I bring them to I bring them to concerts oh, um yeah. to watch the artists and then spy on people. If we can go to concerts again someday. Yeah, you could spy on people knitting <laughs> somewhere. 
Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you're like a, if you're a knitter or a crocheter who wants to get into bird watching and you get a pair of binoculars, you could knit a strap oh my or gosh. crochet a strap for your binoculars. You make a really cool strap. Um, yes. And put your little personal touch on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, did I ever tell you? I just remembered this. <laughs> did I ever tell you about when I was in college and I took an environmental liter- literature class and I went to Kearney, Nebraska and watched the cranes migrate over wow. the plat? Wow. I just remembered that. That's I, ha- I haven't been there myself. I've it only seen images, was, but I can imagine that was amazing. It was insane. And like remembering it, I'm like, oh, I wish I had some binoculars. But the whole thing was like spectacular. And yeah. it was like a beautiful sunset. And man, birds are cool. They're really cool. They're, you know, and they're a lot of them are doing really poorly right now, unfortunately. How come? Like what's, <sighs> you know, because of the environment, like climate things yeah it's complicated but it, mm. a lot of it comes down to habitat loss you know yeah. we convert grasslands to um you know corn or soy mm-hmm. um you know rainforests or palm oil plantations mm-hmm. so habitat loss is a big thing like i mentioned though there's other threats like cats windows right, right. i was light gonna say, pollution everybody do your part and you know make an eye make a knitted eye cord web for your front window or a window that Mm -hmm. if birds are running into your windows you know you can do something yeah you can do something you can and if you have cats which i love cats i grew up with cats you can keep them inside and that's better for them they won't get yeah (laughs) yeah my my brother had to start keeping his cat inside after he um kept eating birds and would have health issues so oh yeah dang it chippy yeah that'll happen okay well sweet dude um thanks for hanging out with me i mean we were already hanging out because we're (laughs) we're here we're home but it was a cool chat it was yeah I, i like that we have these similarities yeah, no, it's super nice. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, everybody, check out uh, Bird Conservancy of the Rockies. Uh, check out and see if there's a Bird Conservancy near you. Check out the show notes uh, on interweave.com. We're going to have um, all these links and stuff up. Uh, Ravelry patterns that I talked about and videos and um, some links that Aaron talked about. So, yeah. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember, you can follow the link in the description to our website where we'll have lots more information about this topic. If you like the show, please tell a friend, leave a review, spread the word. The Knitting Nerdcast is a production of Golden Peak Media and Interweave. It's hosted by me, Hannah Baker, and produced by Jared Mayer. Shout out to Andrea Lotz, Jen Ryan, and Laura Holslander for their contributions. This episode was recorded and edited by Evan Rutherford and Jared Mayer.